3: <laughs>
4: Where are my raccoons?
5: Are these your raccoons? Are we rolling? We are. You're recording, right? You're recording?
6: We're rolling. Coming through with the one-twos. Hello, hello, hello. This is OK Talk talk. coming to you live. Live from an undisclosed location
5: in North Texas. Deep in the heart of Mexico. (laughs) It's
7: Mexico until we build a wall.
5: I guess on just the off chance that someone out there in the universe decided to listen to us, you are listening to OK Talk. What up? Don't expect professionalism today. <laughs> it's long gone. Salud. Salud, my homegirl right there. I finally think that we've found someone who might believe. Who might believe. It's taken long enough. <laughs> it's taken long enough. <laughs> I had so many just random, random people being... Anyway. There's um, room enough on this train for everyone. Jump on. There is. If you are a believer. I actually think that in this building, even though one of them is in L.A., I may have found two people that I needed Yeah. to spearhead this bitch. No kidding. I really believe that, Ellie. You you don't know, but we were just outside in the kitchen making these and I told Matt that you're for real. I can't hear you if you want to talk. Pop it. You saw my random post last night about the Lickisto? The heralded
6: the jungle store? Was that what it was called? Oh, it had changed names. Already? Like since we talked about it? Oh, yes. Okay.
5: So and witness protection. I'm more fascinated by a comment that I don't really know how it popped up on there. Well, so set the scene. I mean, did you drive by this place the other day, yesterday? Well, well, you know, I've been doing a lot of driving lately. Yeah, putting the miles. We didn't even talk about. Road warrior. We've got so much to discuss in terms of (laughs) the storms and everything. Yeah, sure. I've been everywhere, man. Mm Mm-hmm. But so yesterday, I was kind of late getting there. It, the traffic has been weird because of this. What up, yeah, girl? What up? Yeah. You need to put headphones on, though. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a professional live broadcast <laughs> live <laughs> <production>. of Radio <laughs> Dude. Thank goodness. To
8: okay, talk.
5: Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to ask you a person who, from what I gather, What are your thoughts on Bigfoot?
8: Bigfoot. I mean, I can say that I've never ventured out to investigate
5: Bigfoot. Right. But when was the first time you remember hearing the word Bigfoot?
8: I was probably really little. And I think it was one of those like. Mystery shows of like conspiracy, not necessarily conspiracy, but
5: like it's time for our journey to begin. Do you
8: believe in yeah
5: secrets? Do of you
8: believe in like secrets of the unknown type thing? Mm-hmm.
5: Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. And I was um, like, what is that? So really, randomly, Ellie and I, obviously, no, no situation had come up in which we were talking about anything that sparked this conversation, right? It was kind of. It happens.
8: On a whim. She,
5: get this, she was training me. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> well, that's true. Which I do need help doing stuff because <laughs> this is what I do. Happy and I was just like, this is what to do. And I do a lot of badass, like production yeah. shit. Yeah. I think that, she's a musician. But after we got to know each other, the day that we did the show the other day, I told her the Howl story. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this is how this happened with this stuff and this thing. And then this is what happened, you know? And she had this look on her face like, oh my Lord. <sighs> had I been to the cemetery? No. Yeah, no. Yeah, I had because when David was on, we were talking about it. So yeah, I was like, oh, by the way, this is what I'm doing in Tyler See you later, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought you meant when
8: I first met you. No, you hadn't told me, but. It no, lasts, like a few weeks, right? Few weeks, yeah. And
5: I did like keep you at that same day. I was yeah. like, "Oh, by the way, when I went out to the cemetery in the middle of the day as a kid in high school, I saw a guy, and he was holding a scythe like the yeah. Grim Reaper." And you're yeah. like, "Who <laughs> the what? f are you, dude?" <laughs> like I am just trying to beat Salcedo back with a <laughs> stick. That's so fair. my thoughts on. Uh, the way that I like to approach people like you is have you ever had a paranormal experience other than a show or do you know a friend who oh, shit is
8: I mean I've heard stories like I have a friend who you should probably have on your show his name's Quartz Griner I doubt it he like loves Bigfoot type stuff he goes <laughs> out and goes like not Bigfoot bigfoot hunting, but like we'll go out to like Bigfoot spottings places.
5: Bigfoot spotting places. We'll, but
8: like it's legit though. He's told me stories just like you that I, I'm like, you should talk to this guy because y'all will get along is very he well. Is the one that
5: you said I got my friend to listen to your podcast? No. Or is that a different person? That's a different person. Was that Sonia? Yeah. Good Lord. Don't tell that girl <laughs> anything about me. Um, But like you... Personally, like people in your family, you don't have any... Oh, no. No? No. No? I think that's fascinating because... I feel like most people do. Right? I I would think most people do too.
6: Yeah. Somebody has a ghost story somewhere.
5: Right? I
8: mean, I've had experiences. I wouldn't necessarily say they're paranormal, but just kind of like things... That happened to you that you don't realize are happening and it's just somebody like kind of guiding you or somebody kind of being like, hey, you should be doing this or like, hey, you should be like.
5: So more of the serendipity. Yeah. Life right. inter, intervening. Right. That's good, too. That is good, too. Yeah. But I got to tell Matt an update on a place that he knows very well. Mm-hmm. This is going to immediately make you be like, I need to go listen to the episode that you guys are talking about. Yes. So yesterday just going to Tyler from here drop down Coffee City 155 and the storms in the area had caused it such that there was like a backup on 20 and it's a toss up how long it takes to get here to there you know yeah 2 hours to 3 Especially with the tornado situation, because there's been... They'll just randomly stop the road down, obviously. There's power down and phone lines down and whatever. But so, I'd been meaning to get down that way. It just so worked that it was like 745. I'm on... There's a loop now, you know, from... Or a toll road now. Off right. of 20. It's yeah. called 49. <clears throat> And it's great because you don't have to go up and then over and down and kind of cut through. It just depends whether or not you're going to land behind a gigantic RV or whatever, but that'll drop you off at like 31. You can take 64 to Canton and 155 is off there. So boom, I'm going to go down to Coffee City and see my friends. And I want to say that, The interesting thing is all the storms and everything over the weekend, it never got crunk in that area proper until yesterday. Like yesterday it hailed. Yeah. Like the center of the fury went right through Tyler, right through South 69. And you could tell. And it had that. It was real windy. Obviously it's more cool now outside. It's just a cool atmosphere, but I needed gasoline if I was going to escape a meth head raid. So I went to the shell station, which is directly across the street from our friends at Bigfoot Liquor. Uh huh. And it looked a little slow over there. And then I noticed that. In fact, there was a Century Twenty One sign. I was like, "Oh, what's this then?" <laughs> now I've never been in this gas station in particular, but like you can look across the street. You're right across the street from it, right? Yeah. So first, I'm thinking, well, I can take a picture of your shed from over here. There's nothing you can do, right? Because <laughs> that was one of the problems that
6: they were—they kicked you off the property or tried to kick you off the property for taking, taking pictures of
5: our sign.
6: So, and again, remind me, it was the it was Bigfoot Liquor and it was the Jungle Store?
5: Yeah, I feel or like the at the shop? time it was the Jungle Shop. Okay. So, I did notice that, and remember I told you that it's like it's the sign with these two monkeys. It's yellow and it's kind of racist and like one of them is smoking. Naturally. One of them is a male, one of them is a female and it says the jungle and then there's like a little addendum underneath it and that's where the shop was. Uh-huh. Well. <laughs> My friend, I'm here to report that now it is the Jungle Town. Oh, okay. So, they, could they swap that out as they? As what was they that witch? like eight months ago? It was yeah. last summer, right? Uh, yeah, I think so.
6: That bail back.
5: What an odd don't propaganda that. piece. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's the Bigfoot Liquor. I did notice immediately, though, that other than the sign that says Bigfoot Liquor. The gigantic Bigfoot tracks on the building are no longer there. Oh, Where the quote unquote game room was. Right. Remember she told me you can't go in the game room. <laughs> I thought this was a liquor store lady. Yeah. It's it is labeled as such. According to your sign. <laughs> so Man, I would have loved to have get got a hold of those. Yeah, it was just painted on. Oh, it looked like it had just been painted over. Painted Trust over. Trust me, nothing about this place. Is classy, except if we could get that sign off of that pole. Yeah. That would be bitching. Because yes. that thing's like an old school, like 60s. How big is that thing? It's big. Okay. I'm imagining it's big, but it's like a Vegas style old. Mm. We need to figure out <laughs> if that's possible. Because it may be. I mean, it may be especially when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. Okay. So I went into the Shell Gasoline Station to prepay for $10 worth of gasoline. And there was a Middle Eastern man, and he was on the phone. Mm-hmm. Walk up, and I was like, $10 on. And I just look out there, and I'm like, where my car is? <laughs> and he was like, okay. And I go, hey, um, I'm sorry, I know you're on the phone and everything, but is that place closed? Across the street? He's like, yes, yes, it is closed. When did it close? Last week? Oh. Recently. Last, last week, really. And I just looked at him and he had this like look on his face, and I just go, those people over there, they were fucking crazy. <laughs> and he was like, over there? <laughs> It was like he didn't want to agree with me, but yeah. he was agreeing with was me. He was like, yeah, yeah. And it was like, last week, really? And I began to tell him, like, you know, there was a woman over there. She yelled at me for taking a picture of the sign. He goes, yes, the older lady, blondish hair. And I was like, yeah, you know, real skinny, looks like a skeleton. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is he still on his phone call, or is he... Yes, the okay. entire time, of course. All right, I don't know if you know, but people from other places, they can multitask. Sure. Especially on the phone. One of my favorite places. I can't tell ever if the woman's talking to me or on the phone. And she has like this random like Bluetooth thing around her. You go, how about I show it? <laughs> I'm i sorry? Whatever. Thank you, hon. Oh, okay. Thanks. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But so anyway... I uh, took that photograph yeah. of the location saying, it's a sad day in America. So
6: he didn't give you any more info, any intel, other than that it closed last week and the there was the blonde lady. Yeah, there had been no signs of any... Okay.
5: No crime scene tape up. I would half expect that's why that place closed. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of sad that this person hasn't responded to me, but... However it is that these people came across our post, I know someone who knows them, so I've hit them up to say, hey, who are these people and what would they know about this? But today, there was a random comment underneath the photograph that basically said, Holly, I found our place. A quick reply (laughs) From Holly states, apparently they were selling meth out of there, got a lot of cleaning to do, but it's a great spot, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Really? And then she responds, it's an ideal spot. Or he responds to her, it's an ideal spot. What does that mean?
6: Are I, either of these people connected to the page in some way? Do I, one of them like it?
5: I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Let's see.
6: I think there's a way to tell. I mean, there must be. But I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm doing.
5: So obviously, my plans of getting any kind of libations at Bigfoot Liquor were dashed long ago. (laughs) Yeah, they put that notion out of your head fairly quickly. You can't go in the game room. So I... uh, It's an ideal spot. I took a picture from across the street got more adventurous and drove into the yard into the parking lot and took a close-up picture of the sign with the 21 century sign underneath it and I drove over to fat Daddy's and remember when I told you that after we were rejected I went to the next store up on the right and there was an Asian man in there oh very illegal what they doing over there <laughs> and of course, I always associated it with gaming and liquor sales. Mm -hmm. But lo and behold, as I'm at Fat Daddy's, I notice right across the street there is. Now, it's interesting to say that this is like a new spot because here's what these people do. They get like these banners that are brand new and it totally transforms everything. But there is a spin to win slash charity building completely packed. The parking lot is completely packed. There were probably 60 cars in that lot. And it's right next to that other liquor store of which I spoke. Yeah. So I went into fat Daddy's, got said libations. And I asked the lady at the counter, what's going on across the street over there? And she's like, it's a game room. And I was like, what do you mean? Like they have video games there. And she was like, she looked at me with that. Well, they'll claim it's for charity. So <laughs> much of a percentage has to go to charity, but it's gambling all the same. There's uh, money exchanging hands. And I was like, all right. It's like how long has that been open? She's like, a couple of weeks maybe. And I was like, it looks like it's been there forever. She kind of looked at me and I was like, Coffee City. That's yeah. what she said? Yeah, no. I said oh, that you to said her and she city? goes, yeah, sure. <laughs>
6: So neither of these people like the page.
5: One of them is friends with um, Jamie, one of our friends. Okay. Who is an East Texas boy. Where's Winsboro? Winsboro's near there, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's definitely an East Texas haunt. So that's... But I tried to get a response of like, how do you know that that place was closed down because they were selling meth? Because I I know the name of that episode is Meth, Liquor, and Alien Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I just basically said she looked like she was on methamphetamines. Yeah. Not implying that they were f- cooking in there. Although that doesn't seem like out of the realm of possibility. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Any of these places, th- that's East Texas. Throw a rock, you're going to hit a meth house. There are enough woods that you could have a shack. With said meth. In fact, I heard, I was just. Bigfoot I myth. was sort of discussing this with my mother this morning over coffee, and she told me that there was a house in Hideaway Lake that was just, you know, a nice, normal house, and boom, they figured out it was the meth lab. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, Breaking Bad broke the seal on that. It's just the fact that one. Your place is called Bigfoot Liquor. Two, there are random cars outside of it that are not in good condition. Three, there's some sort of shady-looking outbuilding. Four, it says it's a liquor store. Five, it's also a game room. <laughs> Six, all of the windows are blacked out. Seven, when a person takes a picture of the shine, sign, you yell at them. <laughs> Eight, you have track marks all over your body. Nine, you're wearing Daisy Dukes and you don't. <laughs> you shouldn't be. You know, there are all kinds of signs. The signs are there, folks. But hearing her say they're apparently the place they were cooking meth there. Well, I mean. made me think, oh, let me Google that. Did you? Nothing. Nothing. And again, that right there is Coffee City. There is. Swept under the rug. Oh, my gosh. That place. You said it was called the Jungle Town? Yes, now it is the jungle underscore town. The Jungle Town.
6: Hey. Oh, that's right. We had we had trouble cuz it's it's just listed as the jungle. It's all this then.
5: It's <clears throat> hard to put, it's hard to put headphones on around a viking helmet. <laughs> An update on one of our famed locations
6: yeah I'm definitely not uh, I'm not seeing anything pop up here
5: no there was nothing but hey you remember you obviously know James yeah who called the show last sure. week while we were live we did have a phone number written down in here and I don't have it now <laughs> Ellie Ellie hey Hey, just write the, can you write the regular Blaze phone number down for me, please? Uh, James, you remember me us reading the book from Cracker? Uh-huh, yes. Well, James purchased said book. Oh, really? Yes. Well, pour one
6: out for Bigfoot Liquor, a.k.a. Jungle Shop, a.k.a. Pulling Jungle out Store. out
5: the O E. Hang on, I'm
6: pulling up a picture here.
5: Hey, if you just look right there in the producer's booth on the wall to the left. It should be on the wall. Can you see this uh not. Nah. Hold on. Welcome to the Worst Radio Show <laughs> in Music History, folks. Do either one of these people look like the woman you saw? Oh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. I think it's Ashley Jordan, except she was bleach blonde. Was she that young? How young was that person? 26. Or was she older? They look about the same. I mean, who knows? You know,
6: ragged East Texas hoe. Two women found with a substantial amount of illegal drugs were arrested Tuesday by Henderson County Police. Uh, Angela Davis, Ashley Jordan of Chandler were taken in a uh, were both... Arrested and taken to jail after Coffee City police received a tip. Last week? Uh, This was on the, this was like three weeks ago, April 19th. Okay. Could be.
5: Was it connected with that location?
6: No. Doesn't say. I just just searched myth,
5: Coffee City. I did too, but I guess my (laughs) local news filters were not allowing me to see. Anything of substance. You figure it out? Yeah. We have a number? I think there's like one person listening, but I love this person. Bless you for
6: sticking through this nonsense. This is why <laughs> this is why we edited, folks.
5: We edit? <laughs> anyway, um, if you want to call us if you're out there and you want to boogie, we down. I want to also say that. Unless my time scope is completely off. I believe that Shannon's show is live right now. And I'm a big fan of Into the Fray. And I'm not trying to draw attention away from her. Just so happened that we stumbled into this fucking thing.
6: Please go listen
5: to them. Yeah. It's going to be way better. I
6: have a feeling that they have their shit together more than we do
5: right now. They they definitely (laughs) do. There's no question about that. But you know what's awesome? Hmm. It's May the fourth. You are wearing a YMCA policeman hat. I am. I am going to put on my Carol Burnett cap. Okay. Over the headphones, would you like?
6: Would you like to discuss some cry wilderness?
5: Yeah, I feel like if I dress like this, <laughs> this is the best way to discuss cry wilderness. And my lord, and Ellie, if you want to come, take a picture or two of us. And again, interrupt your own work. (laughs) That may be a good idea. So time to good use. I have so many things that I have meant to do and meant to pull and meant to accomplish that I have not. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to pull was. The greatness of Saswat and Mark and Andy reading. My post. On the SAS what page about Cry Wilderness. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Yes. So how did you... I mean, let's back up a little bit. This is part of the
6: new season of Mystery Science Theater. What's your history with that
5: show? So in East Texas... Hey, you can bring that in here if you want. We're not scared of you. In East Texas, there was this weird thing where, like, Comedy Central and... I want to say E... Mm-hmm. like entertainment channel would switch. Like you couldn't see late night comedy central in Tyler, but you might very well be able to see um, like at noon it would switch. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why I was such a big fan of kids in the hall because that was like the last thing at noon, and then it would switch to shit I didn't want to watch. You're right. I want to say, and I don't remember network affiliation, but like I want to say that wasn't it originally on Comedy Central? Um, I want to, I, I, you know, it was
6: around for many, many years as a, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but. I know they were doing like local TV stuff and then um, I don't know that it was Comedy Central that picked it up but it, it eventually ended up on Comedy Central. I know that. Right. It but uh I don't it was not initially on Comedy Central and I forget where it it started out originally.
5: At least for as far as like home. broadcast. Yeah. Goes. If, if it had a home at all, which I am not completely convinced that it did. It did. I mean they they did
6: they were broadcast on Comedy Central.
5: There may or may not be a possibility that the fact that I'm wearing multiple hats is affecting my voice right now (laughs) as we speak. It's totally possible. That is amazing, by the way. (laughs) So I I remember it being like a thing where it would always be on like randomly in an afternoon. It was able to catch me when... Nothing else could. Yeah,
6: I came into it late. I mean, relatively late, at least in the life of the show. I I don't know that it was really on my radar. I'd heard about it, but I don't know that I really spent much time uh, watching it. Careful,
5: Bev. There's a door.
6: (laughs) Until the movie came out, I don't know if you remember the movie, but they I mean it was basically the same thing. They just they just released a theatrical. I didn't
5: see the movie, but Um, I, I was a pretty a pretty solid MST 3K P1 when it was originally out. Yeah. Like if I ran across it, I would stay there. Whatever channel, again, this is pre ADD generation of America Mm -hmm. with so many selections, but it was one of those situations where they would be like, promote a show is going to be on this channel. And I would go watch that channel at that time. Right. Yeah. There was no DVR situation going on. It was just, I would watch it. I watched a lot of Nick at Night. I watched a lot of Dobie Gillis. Mm -hmm. Um, It's weird because I am still a night owl. I always have been. When I was a little kid and I had a little, the old cable box in my room with the. Goodness. With the push buttons. Yeah. Where you could double combo them. (laughs) Right. But even at that age, Like, I remember feigning sleep and then listening to the Rangers late night. Like, radio under my pillow. Right. Or because sometimes the TV would be too much and would give me away. But Mystery Science Theater 3000 was always in that area. And honestly, as a person who just views it as like comedic this is a, this is a good bit at a very young age, but it is what it is. And it goes away and it kind of escapes the consciousness of America. And then blood, Oom Netflix comes along and is able to revive all kinds of things.
6: Yeah. Well, but- it's interesting because, um, yeah, once I got into it, I devoured it and I was just all about it for the rest of since since that time, which was late 90s. Well, I guess 99 is probably when I really got into it. And uh, I know a year or maybe a year and a half ago, they went out on Kickstarter and they said, we want to reboot this show. We don't know what we're going to do with it. Really? But we want to reboot the show.
5: See, I would have been out by 99. Like, I would have been yeah, younger checking it out. And by 99 and 2000, you couldn't get me to pay any attention to anything unless yeah. it had PH attached to it. So
6: they, they started saying, hey, we want to raise this money, and they raised the money, and then eventually I think Netflix came along and said, okay, this will be your home. Because I, I, don't, I don't remember what they were going to do with it. They may have been planning on putting it out online uh, in some other way, but regardless, Mystery Science Theater was, like, super important to me in a way that I'm sure it is to a lot of other people. And so I didn't know what to feel when the new one came along, and it was kind of nobody. I mean, Joel was still involved in the production of it, but he, it wasn't him you were kind of pissed. I was well. I wasn't sure because I knew Yeah, you were kind of pissed. Yeah, like I. It's okay. It's okay. I knew for the, you guy, to be mad. the guy. that they have host. I was familiar with him from the from the Nerdist podcast, and I. It wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, so I was. I was. I, I didn't want to be one of those asshole fans. Like I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna watch it because of this and that, and it's ruining my memories. But, um, I did want to kind of see what the what the story was before I jumped into it. So I my expectations were, you know, appropriate. And uh and I started hearing a lot of rumbling about uh, you know, the first episode's okay, but second episode, like shit pops off. The second episode, which was Cry Wilderness. And I was like, all right. And then when you started saying something about it, I thought, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here and see what the buzz is about. And uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad they're back. And they knocked that one out of the park. I don't, I have no idea how they even found that movie. From what I understand, it didn't even have an IMDB, IMDb page prior to probably this. Uh, it completely escaped me. It, and it was late. I mean, it was like a 1987 or
5: 88 movie. That tripped me out was how. Yeah. The crazy thing is I think it had a like a below 1 IMDb rating until the maybe the reboot had bumped it up to like <laughs> it was above 2. Maybe that was right. I don't know. Maybe the whatever it, it it had seen a significant bump so much so that I mean someone had made a YouTube video of the song with the lyrics. <laughs> I again I'm one of those people that I'm not afraid to give props to where props are due Mm -hmm. and props are due to the fact that I was driving. I have driven so many effing miles in the last 30 days. I can't really put two and two together, but I was driving from one place to the other. And I was doing something that I don't do a lot of times in the car, which is podcast. So it must've been a weekend. Yeah. Yeah because I usually roll ticket in delay, but I was listening to Sass What? And that's how they opened the show, was with discussing it. And I guess the only other like notification that had gone off in my head was, I saw Brian Brown had posted before I heard that, just that it's great. Not yeah. Cry Wilderness or just like the Netflix reboot's great. Yeah but boy oh boy
6: <laughs> that one hit like a sledgehammer dude <laughs> here's the thing
5: it's not that the movie is about bigfoot it's barely about bigfoot i mean really I mean, Honestly, as far as like screen I'm, time goes yeah it's barely about anything <laughs> yeah to be honest with you it's it's just one of those cultural phenomenons. And honestly, I don't know if you read or saw the story about the Swedish artist who was making urns that were in the shape of a, mm-hmm. uh, a sexual instrument used by women to pleasure themselves. Okay. So a, a, a vessel to carry the remains <laughs> was being turned into Moderately, a sexual object in this yeah quickly dispelled into there's a fucking Ralph's around the corner. (laughs) Just, just because we're bereaved doesn't make us fucking (laughs) saps. And that scene and that shaking of the can, Uh that movie, the way that that movie has this cult following, I feel like, there's two games going on here. One is people who wa- watch Cry Wilderness Naked and then watch Cry Wilderness with the MS3. <laughs> kit because not there's gold in the lines that they deliver. In fact, yeah. I commented on the Sasquatch page that America, we thought it was a good <laughs> idea at the time. It's brilliant. I
6: mean, that's I mean, it's one of the things that after watching the first episode I was like they're funny, but like it, nothing is hitting legendary status with me right now. As far as lines that I will remember and you know riffs that I will
5: want to repeat, I'm not. I'm nocturnal. I could be sick. <laughs> <laughs> go for hell. <laughs> the the, the, but the one, animals in this effing movie. And again, if you haven't s- seen this, stop it. Stop go, what you're doing right now and watch go it do, right now, please. And you don't have to have Netflix to find it. Be resourceful. Google is your friend. But a boy gets a message from Bigfoot that his father is in trouble while at a boarding school of some sort. Mm -hmm. It really angers his teacher that he believes that Bigfoot spoke to him. He escapes said asylum, randomly shows up in the middle of the day. He hitchhikes (laughs) somehow. Uh, At one point, he gets in the car with a trucker. Right. He hitchhikes. He his, somehow walks from his father from the- is straight up hunting so hard that he's running and pointing a rifle <laughs> and then stopping and running again and he hears a rustle and he points the rifle at the tree and his son comes around the corner yeah. and he's like Paul? In the middle of nowhere. It's they- the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing you have ever seen, man. None of it none of it makes any sense. No, and it doesn't get any better from there's there on. There's no cognitive there's no string, there's no theory. It just is. But the I don't know if the fact that the the wilderness aspect of the cry wilderness uh-huh. is what gets me. The the, the just, animals, let's show a, a puma and the best thing about that mountain lion is how fat it is. You can tell that it is an effing zoo animal because it's got this pooch belly that is scraping the ground. And they want to try to tell me that, well, we'll come back for you later. (laughs) Or the wolves that are on leashes. Or the owls or the harpy that isn't the same harpy that it just... They're like... The harpy has a stunt double. I'll just say that. Yeah at no point are the predatory birds the same. I mean I've, these are these are animals that you would expect to be hiding
6: and you know within the bushes or in a cave and they are literally like they're literally just standing next- there. <laughs> a bear is just hanging out there and they walk right
5: past it. Oh. God, this movie's great. So much gold and it is one of those kinds of things that even last week I dropped a line from it, subtly, uh-huh. but I was like, let's table that. We'll, <laughs> we'll get back to it. Nothing, nothing here leads us to think that perhaps coming back and The Wild Animal won't be here. <laughs> we'll have to come back for you as well. Yeah.
6: I, uh, I also love the fact that it's a movie not about meeting Bigfoot. It's a movie set after meeting Bigfoot. So there's some other thing that has gone on. The (laughs) prequel. Yeah. We definitely. Where they hung out and drank Coke all summer.
5: He likes Coca-Cola as well. And
6: listened to the radio. That kid
5: is the worst. Everybody in that is the worst. It is. And still, I maintain that the best scene in the entire movie is the WrestleMania scene where they first cut to them tracking this animal uh-huh. again it just looks like the outside of a rainforest cafe <laughs> it's red they call it an NRA rave yes and uh they they're they're upset but the, it's the first time you hear Paul's dad speak and he has the best <laughs> wrestler manager he's doing the hand up. Above the head, like, emphasizing what he's saying. Right. And pointing beyond, but, like, shouting at the same time. <laughs> where, like, the emphasis, the delay. I tell you what, Sheriff. There's no way we will be able to capture the creature if we leave right now. You know, the, <laughs> Everything in that movie sounds dubbed. The Oh, my gosh. It definitely does, but there's some... There's something in the delivery and his mannerisms with yeah. that mop top. <laughs> He's the triple fake Grizzly Adams. <laughs> and then the way that Jim just yells at the guy from on the other side, uh-huh. like Jim being his like tonto, I guess. Yeah. Which is awkward. And then the, the then the the hunter that is in there <laughs> mauling what looks to be like fried nutria. The raccoons, that may be my best. My, I say, I just said something was my favorite scene, but them walking in there and seeing this man sitting at their dinner table. He's, I I know this because I screenshotted that picture that I posted on your Facebook page of his face. (laughs) He's like grunting when he's eating. (laughs) If you listen to just the dry movie, right? It's like.
6: I I love when so he's got these two raccoons that he's captured as a as a pet I suppose and he's there they've torn up the kitchen I captured
5: a couple more raccoons Paul <laughs> and he goes to pick one up and it visibly bites the actor Yes <laughs> and again it's a countertop that is just littered with open cans in right. a row as pointed out by one of our heroes that hey uh, you know you may want to clean up that counter if you don't want to have that raccoon problem <laughs> There's there's a lot going on. It is incredible. And again, it I I put it in the secrets of the unknown category as far as a movie goes because where has it been? Who knows of it?
6: I don't I would love to I would love to talk to whoever the producer is on that show or whoever it is that wrangles those films. Like where did they find that? You know, we could probably make that happen. I'd love to know. I would love to know where they found that.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, if you know where they found Cry (laughs) Wilderness, you can give us a phone call right now. OK Talk, live in the studio, 888-900-3393. That again is 1-888-900-3393. Call us right now with your thoughts on Cry Wilderness, your Bigfoot stories, or anything else you want to ask Matt he is here for you today, live right now on the radio. And and I'm I'm working
6: my way through it because it, it's kind of just me watching it right now, so I gotta f- steal away time to to sit down and watch. Steal away before the dawn to watch MST three K. So I'm only through like three episodes right now. I'm taking my time. But the
5: next up ep- the third episode, the Time Travelers, is it's good. freaking amazing too. I, I stopped down on the beast of the mountain. That one's not good. Okay. And again, it's not really their fault when the movie doesn't, just doesn't deliver. And maybe I came in at a weird angle. Mm-hmm. The the Hercules movie, which I'll just go ahead and tell you now, the Easter egg of which he speaks is, there's a Bigfoot at the end of the Hercules okay. one. Which I think he said was episode eight. Mondack. Okay. Hey, look, we got a caller. Oh, Elliot, the phone's up. He's giving a thumbs up. What is your name? Uh, Joseph G. This is Praise Corn, Mister Joe. What's up? What up, Wambold? How you doing? I'm well. I was wondering if you were gonna call or if you were just gonna tag our uh, hangout in the wilderness. chat room. Cry Wilderness.
9: <laughs> Cry Wilderness. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> checked that one out yet, but a big fan of what I've seen so far.
5: You must, dude. This guy right here. This is an original day one P one. Mm-hmm. Very big, very big fans. First time, hey, long time. Um, since we have you here, you want to you want to drop your story on us? I don't see I why will. not. I we will. have time. Everyone's here. Sure, sure. Um, so just start now.
6: Yeah, go ahead.
9: All right. Well. Um, live in South Mississippi, big fan of the outdoors, grew up outside, uh, hunted, kind of an amateur
5: naturalist, biologist, teach myself physics and and all kind of crap, man. Um, I like that. Teach myself physics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard right now. It's really hard. is. I'm working on... um, The the universe (laughs) is working against us in so many ways. It's difficult to understand. You've got that right.
9: Um, anyway, so super into the outdoors and, um, you know, my wife and my daughter and I, we always like, we like to get out and hike the local trails and stuff. And my daughter turned seven last year and I thought it would be a good time to kind of introduce her to camping out. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, Thank you very much. We decided to camp at my in-laws. Uh, they own a lot of property in a very rural part of South Mississippi, and we have trails. We know where all the little natural springs are, the hollows, and whatnot. We're very familiar with the landscape. And we had originally decided to camp in the middle of the woods in this nice thicket close to a natural spring. But I thought that might get a little scary for my daughter, so we decided instead to camp in my in laws' front yard. Now, when I say front yard, you've got to imagine it's an old cow pasture several acres, pretty pretty good-sized front yard. And we pitched our tents by a fire pit that we had put out there. Uh, we've used it for years. Built the campfire, made red beans and rice that night. It was very good. Used some cast-iron skillets and stuff. Taught them how to trying to show them how to cook over fire, how to start a fire with sticks. I'm super into survivalism and all that stuff. My brother-in-law went back inside. He was out there with us. I was going to take the pots and stuff back inside to soak, get the scraps done and stuff like that. My wife and daughter were going to stay out there and watch the stars and get the tent ready. Well, as they were getting all that stuff together and I literally turned my back to walk towards the house from the woods across the road from us, we hear three very deep, almost Ohio howl, but deeper and shorter like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't, there's no way I can duplicate it, mm. but I felt it. It was a very powerful uh, sound. And my wife and I immediately stopped, looked at each other in the tent. Yeah. She was in the tent by herself. Um, told her to go get her because she was freaking out. I had the light. Didn't hear anything else because we were, you know, hauling prey back to the house. Well, After the thing had went off initially, those three loud bass yells, uh, one pack of Coyotes went off in the same direction, but a little farther out as the howl. Then a few seconds later, another pack went off to our north and it was probably a mile or so out. I mean, they were just losing their minds. We run in the house, tell them what happened. Brother-in-law comes in because he had walked out the back door. And he was like, what is going on out there? I heard coyotes and stuff. And I was like, man, you just, I don't know what's out there. I've never heard anything like it, blah, blah, blah. Well, my wife realizes that she left her phone and her purse, wallet, everything in the tent. <laughs> and she needs me to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Women.
6: <laughs>
9: and uh Bigfoot's I was like, are own
6: identity thieves.
9: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, I was like,
6: there's no way in
5: hell I'm going back out there by myself. Very good. And, um... Oh my God, I'm supposed to... I, I'm texting with someone on Instagram. You're going to have to go get it, Joe. <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> you're going to have to go yeah. get it. I got to take a selfie of us being scared in the woods. <laughs> it's <laughs> the first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Look at her trembling, the way the tin is shaking, the moon is perfect, go get it. I wish that it had been that funny. I really I do. it wasn't, and I, I don't mean to dismiss.
6: <laughs> so, uh, I mean, no. before you continue, <laughs> could, you, could you get a sense, I mean, uh, n- obviously not knowing exactly what was making the noise, could you get a sense of how close it was to you?
9: From where we were camped to the road, I'm, ass- I'm guesstimating a pretty, pretty reasonable distance of 40 to 50 yards. Okay, And then there is a deep line of woods across the road from us, and I'm going to say it came from probably another – 50 yards or so within that wood line. Okay. It was very loud, but it wasn't right on us. It's too close in my opinion. <laughs> my brother-in-law, they have a really big, like kind of on a list, uh, F-150. He says, let's just go in the F-150 and ride back out there. You can jump out and get it.
6: What's the distance now, between the campsite and the and the house?
9: 150 yards, okay. 200 yards. Pretty, pretty good run.
6: Yeah. So, yourself, uh, this is dark now.
9: It's roughly nine thirty when this goes down. Okay. Yeah. So that's
6: a that's a good distance to cover if there's something out there whooping at you by yourself.
9: Mm-hmm. I don't want to say two hundred yards might be a little bit of an exaggeration. Probably one twenty five yards, one fifty yards. I think that would be about the most. Okay. Still, still a pretty good ways. Sure. We man up, go get in the F-150 and start cruising down there. Uh, okay, we start to pull up to the tent and at this time of the year, my brother-in-law takes his mower and he kind of cuts through this portion of the field where we have our little uh, campfire spot. And he has a little trail that runs through there and everything, but the grass was growing up high. It's that old dead field grass. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about it. It normally starts to die off about four and a half foot high or so. As we're coming up to the tent, there's something above the grass. And at first, we both thought it was a bush, but it was kind of moving a little bit. And, uh, the closer we get, it's going to click on the high beams, and uh, Excuse me if my voice is shaking a little bit. There is this thing above the grass. It's like a... It's blonde. It's darker on top and around its shoulders. You can't see much definition because it's just on our side of the road. So, again, it's about 40, 50 yards away. It's a very light blonde color. There is eye shine coming from it. Um, It's not like red eye shine. It looks like normal mammal, kind of like a bright white eye shine, uh, and it's just kind of slaying there very, very slightly, side to side, kind of hunched over to the right, uh, and I, I made a video of this as soon as we got up to it um, with an old cell phone. My wife, she does Photoshop and stuff. I've got her to try and uh, enhance the video, and it's you really can't make out much, um, but it was just standing there swaying, and uh, on the video, you can hear me ask uh, my brother-in-law to honk the horn. I lean out the window. I give a couple of whoops. I holler at it. I uh, tell him to flash the brights a couple of times. It, it doesn't do anything. It just, whatever it is, just stands there and sways. And uh, so I just, I'm just i like, all right, man, just keep the high beams on it. I'm going to get out. I'm going to get a some stuff. Uh, now I have a flashlight with me. And I didn't notice at the time, um, but according to my brother-in-law, whenever I got out and I started going to the tent, apparently it started to move towards us. Now, I never saw it move. Every few steps, I would flash the light up to it, and it looked to me as if it was kind of in the same location. Mm. I ran in, unzipped the tent, grabbed the stuff, just threw it in the back of the truck, hopped in, and then we backed up, and it was still standing in the same spot, in, in my opinion. And I told him to go up the side of the field, hit the road, and go up, and we'll try and come behind it. Well, whenever we made it to the road, he just put all the horses into it, killed up the road, gone. No sign of it. And uh, went back to the house, um, told them what we saw. My in-laws demanded that I call the police, so I, I did call the police and requested a trooper to come out.
6: Did it look like a person?
9: No, if it was a person, this is the biggest person I've ever seen, and it was wearing some kind of crazy suit, man.
6: Well, I just mean, did it did it
9: look like humanoid? I guess. From what I could see, yeah, it was the grass kind of obscured it from about, I guess you would say, pec, like a a little lower than the pec muscles down where I would assume the pec muscles would be. I could see yeah. a little definition where the arms were hanging by the side. Other than that, that was you know pretty much all the definition I could see. And uh yeah, call called the police and I never saw a trooper ride by but
5: we had it was a rough few nights there after that. Whoa, you called the police? Absolutely. What did you tell them? I told them it was a trespasser.
9: <laughs> did and you just sleep there that night? Yes we did, but we slept in the room <laughs> farthest away from the front yard. <laughs>
5: I was gonna say, how did Hazel take that? She need to go, is- Daddy. <laughs>
9: Well, yeah, she's still kind of uh, still kind of scared of the woods never been the same nice one. i mean she i have tried to work her back into it and we we do go out hiking some, but uh yeah, she's it's sticking with her.
5: did you get any sense of intent off of this animal creature
9: well, I mean. Through, through our few interactions that we've had, I'm sure you know I've been a lifelong follower of the Bigfoot subject and really gotten into it the last few years. And my little weak theory is that it was more of a display action, as in, like, we've had many a campfire out there, and we've been all through those woods there and never really experienced anything weird. But that one night we decided to spend the night out there in that field and cook food is whenever this interaction happened. And it makes me think, I don't know if it was a territorial display or... Trying to intimidate you, you think? Maybe an intimidation display, something like that. That's what I got from it because, I mean, like, okay, my brother-in-law said that it did approach, and I'll trust his word on that. I never saw it approach, and other than the uh, the howls or the hoot, whatever you want to call it, I never, it, it never made any kind of other aggressive action. Though so that next morning, the tent was still zipped up. We had left, like I had left all our bags and stuff out there. And they had a dog at the time. Now, the dog was nowhere to be seen that night <laughs> through all of that. In the morning, I think she was in the backyard of the front yard. She had gotten a hold of some stuff. Here's the kicker, though. The zippers on my pack were all unzipped, and I know that they were zipped because I had my toothpaste and stuff in there. My toothpaste was on this little table we had set up outside. All of the toothpaste had been squeezed out of it onto the table. Really? (laughs) Yes.
6: Did you go back to the spot where you thought that it was
9: standing? Yes, and I got my brother-in-law. He's taller than me. I'm about 5'10". He's six i want to say and we figured where this thing was standing there was a branch that came down and i used finding bigfoot one good thing they did uh to do a size reenactment and we came up with roughly seven two seven three for the size of this thing where the branch was
6: and any sort of trail or uh matted down grass or anything like that that you noticed
9: The grass was matted down in about a ten foot area, but the substrate there is very hard. There was no no discernible tracks or anything.
5: Was it did it look kinda like a circle though? Almost as Uh, if it was like an observation station. It was yeah, it was like circular in area. I mean it was kind of irregular,
9: I would say. Right, right. I wouldn't say that
5: I didn't mean to say, <laughs> did he get a protractor? Um, <laughs> right, right. I do have to uh, stop you for half a second because this is something that Matt and I are both very familiar with, but we haven't been doing with this show. We need to reset. You're listening to OK Talk, and this is Joseph, a.k.a. Praise Corn, um, a, a dear listener and friend of the show, whom, like you, stumbled across a live link to the show and um, decided to call in. Mm -hmm. Now, Joseph had, um, we discussed this uh, sighting. I knew he had some tale to tell, and so it, it worked out perfectly. I'm interested to know what this did to your wife in terms of her Thoughts and feelings on the subject.
9: All right. Uh, well, we both kind of had similar reactions. She has been somewhat interested in cryptozoology, you know, over, I mean, we've been married for nine years now. So over the past nine years, she's gotten a good dose of it from me. Um she was more into the late monsters and stuff, but she started getting a little fascination with Sasquatch and whatnot. And uh, this um, kind of like with me, it really redefined the possibility of what is or what could be. And a lot like Hazel, she was kind of concerned about you know going back into the woods and being you know involved in wild areas. Um,
6: Did you ever ask your brother-in-law why the hell he didn't tell you that the thing was moving up on you while you were outside? I'd be like, I'd be yelling that out the window. Like, hey, get your ass back in the truck.
9: I think he was yelling it at me, but my adrenaline was so high, Uh I was just focused on getting her stuff and getting back in the truck. Because immediately when I got back in the truck, he's like, dude, that thing was moving towards you. Yeah.
6: I wonder, like, I just wonder if it was, um, you know, drawn in by this, I mean, could it have been hungry? Was it drawn in by the smell of food or uh, the sight of the campfire or or what? I mean, I assume out there, at, once darkness falls and someone's lit up a campfire, you could probably see it for a pretty good distance. So, um,
9: It's pretty densely wooded. Like, you can walk between major roads and yeah. stay in the woods the whole time. The food did smell pretty good. I, may say so I mean, maybe.
6: I mean, if you're an animal, you know, and the wind's blowing the right way, I mean, it, it may have, it may have smelled that.
9: Which, I have to say this, you know, I'm a very rational person. I'm very skeptical, very scientific minded. I'm still leaving the possibility this could have been some kind of crazy person or something. But I'm telling you, if this was a person, it, it I have never, it's like Andre the Giant level. Huge. It was just so
5: massive. Usually people who are crazy who do things in the woods, their frame usually goes the other way. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Steve female Bigfoot liquor story. <laughs> right. uh, Meth has taken right, its toll. Right. It will do anything but build muscle and performance capabilities. Um Man, that's bizarre. It is, and I think it's really cool. I love hearing the um, the description of the howl or the noises or the calls or whatever you want to say it is. Yeah. It really gets me. What, what time of year did you say it was again? It was in September. Okay. And what was the moon cycle, Joseph? God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you need to know this. <laughs> I think this is crucial. We have decided that moon cycles are key. Well, I'm I sorry. can tell you they were some stars, fella. I'm doing some bits here. Um, I think that's interesting because one thing that if you listen to uh, when I was on with Shannon and Jarrah, and Jarrah was talking about playing that howl at the for the elders at the uh, reservation, which he was working on, that they were like, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so, such-and-such. Well, of course, it's the spring. It's mating season. And that's the reason that you got the two howls the way that you did. Basically, one of them went for you, and the other one was like, hey,
7: don't forget about
5: me. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting to think that – did you feel that the noises that you heard were all from the same animal? Yes, they were in quick
9: succession, like – there was probably a once, maybe two-second gap between each uh, howl. From the same direction, like, same location, there was a long howl, pause, long howl, pause, long howl. Same.
5: uh, And see, it was clear, in my situation, it was clear that it was two different things, two different directions, two different places. And I think that's fascinating because you come up with a reason as to why this is occurring. It's the fall. You know, I was kind of going back and forth about this with someone the other day about, well, if spring is the mating season, why would that be? Why would nature have them make a baby in the spring so that it would be born in the winter? And right. oddly enough it made me th- the only thing that I could think of was that maybe that's when they're bedded down. I mean maybe. I mean who knows how long they would they carry a gestation for yeah. the Sasquatch is like 2 weeks maximum. <laughs> they spit that baby out quick. Yeah. And it's tall. That <sighs> some bitch grows quick. They eat protein. No doubt about that.
6: Um you said this is this is your in-laws place that that you were at? Yes. So have you I assume you told them about, I mean, obviously your brother-in-law saw it, but um, have they reported anything else since then?
9: Well, uh, my brother-in-law has, um, and even before this, I I, I didn't know uh, my wife's grandfather. Um, He tended, they've got several, several acres out there, and uh, he used to, you know, tend the land farm. He grew cotton and stuff, and he was setting out pines one day. I think this was in the 70s. And he claimed to see something, like, really tall, bipedal, walking along the backside of his property. And apparently he also believed that these things could exist, the Sasquatch or whatever. I wish I would have known that before he passed. I would have mined his brain about it. And uh, another family member claims to have seen something the color of a black bear, but way too skinny and too big to be a black bear crossing the road by a graveyard, which is right up the road from their house on all fours. Um, now I have found bear tracks over there, uh, a small black bear. I'm going to say about 300 pounds, um, uh, which the black bear in Mississippi don't get too big. Um, and, uh, brother-in-law has reported a couple of weird noises. We've done a little few little investigations out there after that happens. Uh, you know, I've heard a what I think was a wood knock on a completely calm, still day. I have a, uh, a stick I found at a beaver pond, and it is perfect for wood knocking. And I'll walk around there some evenings and, uh, you know, hit trees and stuff. And um, one day I did that, and probably over two hollows away, I heard one single knock on a completely quiet day, and nothing else after that. Mm. So I don't know what that was, but could have been a wood knock. I don't know.
6: Are there local stories? I mean, you, I guess you mentioned the, the not black bear, but are, are there other are local sightings that you know of?
9: Uh, well, it's been kind of hard to find sightings in South Mississippi. Uh, you, there are a few, not many in the county that this happened in, In counties surrounding it, there's a couple. I think the GCBRO website has most of those on there. Yeah. That's uh,
6: that's crazy. It's a it's a wild story, man.
9: Yeah. um, I've been kind of hesitant to really talk about it too much. I've spoke with uh, on Clint's recommendation with Miss Monica Rawlings.
5: Uh, Sunday. I, I, I don't know her. who that is. I I've <laughs> oh, no know, idea. I <laughs> don't know Monica Rollins. Uh, I actually awesome. got several, several, several requests for me to give a thumbs up that do you know this person? <laughs> who is this lunatic that is contacting me? <laughs> and that was after I asked her if it was cool I sent her your way is just the way things work. Yeah. it's like weeks ago and then she's like who is this guy if his name is praise corn he's good to go that is your safety word
9: yeah um uh because i've been into this for so long and i know it's easy to especially if you read anything about this cannibalistic bigfoot quote community unquote that we have involved ourselves in from time to time uh it's easy to have a confirmation bias and i don't i don't have that i don't want to seem like i have that even though i'm really into this i don't really know what this could be other than something supernatural a wood ape or an insane giant person
5: i think you're wrong cuz it's not a person clearly it's an ape <laughs> then calling it a person skews my thoughts on jesus but yeah i, I don't know what else Joseph, what are your thoughts on Dog Man? Dog Man. You know, when I talked with Ms. Rawlings, I
9: asked her about this, and we kind of came to a similar conclusion. I I don't know. I mean, um, most of what I hear about it is it sounds like a very evil, borderline, demonic, supernatural entity, especially when you consider... How the people that encounter it, even before they see it, will report an overwhelming sense of like just overwhelming uh fear dread terror, or whenever they see it, they feel it's evil right i mean uh
6: and you didn't get any it, of that from this
9: thing no no, 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 and the profile of the creature fit more with right what a wood ape would be I didn't see you know this is why I'm pretty sure it wasn't fair too big for the bear down here. And also I didn't see any ear tuft in the silhouette.
5: Man. That is a good story. I will give you that. It is, man. (laughs) And it's just awesome to hear your voice. Like, I want to thank you, your support of what we do. And you're, you're a big fan of a few of our friends too. But you're one of the first people that I noticed was like into it. Immediately. Yeah. I think we even, I think I was even like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) I could like fart onto the Twitter and you'd retweet me and you were like, I just like your show. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. No, it's really cool. And it's strange in this day and age, how you get to know someone digitally, but it's just cool to hear your voice. And I want to thank you for everything that you've done for us. And thanks for calling tonight. Thanks for giving us a great story. Uh, there are people in the chat room discussing you as we speak. Oh, God. I have given your address and your personal phone number yep. to they the will people.
6: Be, they'll be hunting through your in-laws' field in no time. He don't That's know the moon idea. cycle. I'm,
5: I'm calling him. If He, knows he the don't date, know the moon cycle, up? and he don't know when his granddaddy died. This is hogwash. Oh, <laughs> I thought this was okay, Talk. No, no. Just, <laughs> Ellie, dump it. Dump it quick. I'm, she just looked at me like, what are you She's doing? She's like, here? come on now. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Well, well hey, man. Um, thank you so much, brother. And, um, you know, high five. And I've had this thing in my head the last couple of weeks where I've been thinking about that we need to do the just the live meetup. And we need to pick some sort of central location and just go there and give people enough time to be like, hey, if we want to go or if we can make it. And um, you're always one of the people when I think of, like, the reason that we are where we are. And I don't know how many people pay attention to anything you say. I mean, you could just be like, that crazy guy in our family. He's telling <laughs> us to listen to the Bigfoot show again. But... <laughs> Uh, regardless, it's like your comments and your just your support has made it that much more kick-ass. And so thank you, and hopefully not too long from now, we'll get to high-five for real. But for now, digital high-five. Absolutely, digital
9: high-five. I appreciate you guys' show. You guys are awesome. Listen to every episode. You want the best. Right up there in my little circle of ITS, what all
5: those guys. It's great. Thank you. That's high praise. We it appreciate is. it. It is high praise, especially for them to be mentioned.
6: They're <laughs> <laughs> lucky to be in our company.
5: <laughs> zing. <laughs> it's not a zing. They know I love them. But hey, buddy, Um. thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. You got some people asking you some questions off in the chat room. So go answer them. Drop back by. Thanks for making this work. Yes, sir. Thank I, you. I appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. You guys have a great night. Thank you. You too, brother. See you, Joe later.
6: I don't think we can drop him from there he goes.
5: that He's gone. She got it. I got rid of him myself. <laughs> I don't need anyone ever we well, I say we you are the one that posted it. I texted you that article, but you posted it on your personals. But I don't think OK Talk dropped it. About the house? Yeah. No, yeah, I just posted it on my personal page. We've been talking about Mineral Wells and going and doing the baker Mm -hmm. for a while. I did want to, before we go there, just quietly ask you if you had listened to that clip that the after i after david went back through the matter i think
6: so i saw a couple of different things from him so i think i must have
5: the one that's like oh yeah 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 you heard that yes um i've actually just been lazy <laughs> lazy because i'm driving 400 miles <laughs> a day and working full time um no i've just been slow about getting it out like have the it's like ready to drop and i just haven't dropped it i may tonight um it spooked me pretty good yeah the whole incident spooked me but the whole incident seemed to be wrapped up in this like 24 48 hour cycle of just synapses firing at me like i was a south korean on the wrong side of the wall Yeah. And um, there's nothing like that feeling because the, the feeling of. I don't think I've ever felt alone like that in a place like that. I've never done anything like that by myself. Well, I have. I have been to places by myself. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Of course I have. I went around that house. Yeah. But that's I mean that's And I mean I was in a neighborhood, not isolated the way Yeah. I wonder how much of Well, again, I saw an old man who had a scythe in his hand yeah. standing right there where I was and I couldn't see 1 foot in front of my face. Yeah. The darkness of that situation was crazy. Darkness. Darkness. <laughs> Both, brother's darkness. Nice place from the <laughs> um I just um i hadn't had it <laughs> i hadn't had a chance to ask anybody or mm-hmm. see if any i i don't even know if I'd ask you if you'd hurt listen to that, yeah it made like I looked at that email that day that he sent it and listened to it in my car before I walked into work and it's the kind of thing where so yesterday or the day before I was like, "Hey David, <laughs> you know that, oh yeah. How far after me saying, "You need to stay here, okay? You can't go with me." Uh-huh. "You have to stay here." How 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 far after that was that response and it's a couple of seconds. Yeah. It's like right on top of one another. So we've been talking about the baker for a while. We've been talking about mineral wells. And you had mentioned that you had reached out to the people of the Baker Baker.
6: Yeah, well this I mean this started again because the local news wfaa uh ran a pretty in-depth piece about the baker which i was not expecting
5: and this is recently yeah this, this isn't was, like some old thing you found no, no no this was
6: april 24th i've got it right here and um it was like a five minute piece which in tv is well you never see a five minute piece in tv it's, it's huge and um it was all about the baker and the way and them wanting to renovate it. And it had nothing really to do with the ghosts of the baker. It was more just this idea that they want to uh, rejuvenate this hotel and turn it into, you know, a, a new destination spot and the people around it who have kind of pinned their hopes on it. And, um, I mean, it struck me like one. It was just a really well done piece, and it's up on our Facebook page if you want to go watch it and get an idea of what the Baker is, which is this thirteen or not thirteen, but like seven or eight story. No, it's more than that. I want to I want to say uh, fourteen story uh, hotel that's sitting in the middle of a town in the like. It towers over everything else in that town. There may not be a building higher than three stories or anywhere around it. Like, this thing is just enormous in the middle of this town.
5: The first time I saw a photograph of it, even though it was, like, kind of a tricked-up picture, it looked like a castle in—honestly, it reminded me of the castle in Rebecca. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That— that particular web page is still out there. It's like the ghost of the Baker Hotel. Yeah, may even be the website address. But if you ever watched Rebecca, which terrified me, yeah, as a child and then terrified me again as a high school student, that's the way that it looked. The way that the it stood out against the skyline.
6: And yeah, the, and, uh, and and it's, it's been- a popular. Re- place
5: to go if you are
6: yeah i mean it's it's legendary in the in the sense of of ghost hunting you know there's a lot of stories i mean it just the the location itself it's a 14 story abandoned hotel it's been closed since the early, early 70s it opened in 1929 i mean this and it has a a legend attached to it just in the fact that the people who came through there wanted to you know party and get a sip of the mineral water and you know The stuff that you did in the in the 30s, 40s, and 50s.
5: No, it was a it was part of, basically like the healing railway, right? Um, and so just
6: to see this this piece, I mean, it like for the first time, for non work reasons, I emailed the reporter because I was just like, I I mean, I couldn't believe that a story about the baker was on in you know such a, a a. a long, luxurious story about the baker was on there. Who was the reporter? His name's Kevin Reese, and I, I had not heard of him, but it, but uh, apparently he does you know, pretty good work. And so a, a good portion of that was about the efforts to restore the hotel, and I had never really paid close enough attention or seen in such stark detail about what a monumental
5: task that's going to be. And uh, it kind of... Um, I'm I gonna now why does it say that it's a monumental task? I don't understand
6: well if you if you consider like one it's gonna take tens of millions of dollars to do the work and they're wanting their the idea is to turn it back into a spa resort uh destination but the way I look at it is, You've got a hotel that's not, it's not on land, It's or it's, it's its not on a large piece of property. It's sitting in the middle of town, so you can't develop around it. Um, And there's really not much else out there, if we're being honest. I mean, Mineral Wells is, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a town in decline, but... Where, where is it? It's west of Weatherford. It's sort of between Weatherford and Possum Kingdom Lake.
5: So it's southwest. It's not due west, like... Like, I don't ever remember going through Mineral Wells, going to Abilene.
6: No, no, no. It's north of, it would be north of I-20 if you're going, you know, out on I-20 towards Abilene.
5: Oh, it's north. Yeah. Past Weatherford to the north. Right. What's the connecting highway up there? 180. Really? Yeah. So you would go 20 to 180? Yeah, you would exit 180, go through Weatherford, and keep going west. What county is it in, do you know? Uh, Palapino. Ellie, check your email. Um. So Palo Pinto, and, and I mean, there's
6: just I I say that because there's there's nothing out there. There's no reason why. I mean, you know, maybe it made sense when people believed in the healing powers of mineral water, but they don't anymore. There's no reason to go out there. So I mean, I'm just looking at it in that in that regard. I, I don't know why anyone would like. How could they possibly keep that hotel filled to the point of it being um worth renovating so there's that I'll, I'll read from this email that i wrote to this guy yes please do because not not that i think it's necessarily eloquent but it did it did like after watching that that piece it kind of helped me encapsulate my thoughts about the place so i told him i grew up in parker county not too far from mineral wells and stories of the baker and its ghosts permeated my childhood there was always something fascinating about this enormous fossil towering over the town And at times, the baker has felt a little like a ghost itself, haunting mineral wells with its presence. And there was, when you watch this, like, people were so emotional about trying to get this hotel back. And you're kind of looking at it like it's almost this Sisyphean task of getting this hotel back together. It's almost this what kind of task? Sisi- like the myth of Sisyphus, like oh, okay. pushing this b- boulder up, I'm, I'm, only to have it roll back down. I'm quite
5: familiar with Sisyphus. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard the Sisyphean. Yes, I like that. Um, so, myth of Sisyphus, folks. Look at it, <laughs> Camus. Find it.
6: Um, and I, I, I just got this sort of malaise, like this sad feeling of like, here's a town that's pinning its hopes on rejuvenating the baker, which is.
1: If you've been to Mineral Wells west of Fort Worth, you know the Baker Hotel. It's a towering landmark, a remnant of a bygone era. There is a plan to bring it back to life. Unfortunately, time may be running short. Kevin Reese takes us inside the Baker Hotel to see the treasure Mineral Wells still hopes to save.
0: Driving into Palo Pinto County, you can't miss the grand old lady. Tan, 14 stories, dwarfing everything else in the heart of Mineral Wells. In its heyday, it was pretty prime. Just as she's done for 88 years. I mean, it was such a grand hotel at one time. You know, it it brought a lot of people here. A hotel so grand, just the thought of her glory days can drive a shop owner across the street to tears. Oh,
7: joy, sheer joy. This town has struggled for so long.
0: He cries because this is what the Baker Hotel looks like now. She opened in 1929, a magnet for the rich and famous, the tired and weary. Longing for the comfort of the baths, the steam, and the wonders of the magical crazy water, they gave Mineral Wells its name. But she's been boarded up, abandoned since 1972. Neglect, vandals, water, and time slowly destroying any grandeur the old lady might have left.
6: She has a certain allure to her.
0: Mineral Wells Mayor Mike Allen is, Metis and what's left of the Grand Lobby.
6: It troubles me every time I walk in that to see how much more it's decomposed and and been abused. The majesty's gone, it's just waiting
0: for help. That help did arrive several years ago. Investors with a plan to bring the baker back to life, make her a resort destination again. This building has such rich history. We met developer Laird Fairchild on the top floor, the cloud room. This was the place to be. This was the place to be seen. Big bands once played as dancers on a wooden floor took in sweeping views of the Texas countryside. This is really the heart of mineral wells. And Mineral Wells' entire future is resting on the renovation of this hotel. But here's the problem. Nearly half of the $60 million renovation budget relies on a federal government program, getting the Baker approved as an EB-5 investment project, where wealthy foreign investors can apply for a U.S. green card if they invest in commercial projects like this. The Baker team applied to be approved as one of those projects in 2015, expecting an answer in six months. So far, it's been nearly two years. They and a crumbling hotel are still waiting. We're at a fork in the road. This this community and the citizens are certainly counting on eb 5 for this project so here we are in 2017 and the baker hotel has been boarded up abandoned and closed for almost as many years as it was ever open in the first place back in its heyday and the belief here in mineral wells is that this may be its best chance if not its last chance for seeing this grand hotel reborn so i think we are at a tipping point that uh, something needs to happen with this building one way or the other and obviously, we would like to see it put back into productive use. Uh, we're basically, uh, in, you know, in purgatory, if you will, at this point. Uh, we don't know which direction we're heading. The people of Mineral Wells have agreed to do their part, agreeing to tax themselves, a sales tax, the first $4 million the hotel will need.
6: And there are a couple more interviews, or there are a couple more sound bites in there of the the local business people that are just
5: getting a little choked up thinking about it. I'm, um, first of all, the shot inside there with the mayor, yeah, you, you can see the water reflecting in there, yeah. So there are open pools of water in that place, right? I mean, I, I and what I, have I, we always said about the water? Man? <laughs> it attracts the spirits.
6: Um, I, I, I just can't, just even on a You know, ghosts, ghosts or no ghosts, uh, I couldn't imagine the amount of work that would have to go into making that place operable again. And then,
5: you know what? You've got to fill it. I agree with you, but there are so many places now where that's the thing. There's a place outside of. On the, I want to say on the west side of St. Louis, before you go through town headed south, you would have to like kind of go around St. Louis. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And it's really, it's one of these same places. I really do think there's a market for... (laughs) I mean there may be again like I'm we, not I'm not do, a businessman like we, I we do a show about legend tripping like yeah. I'm obviously going to skew towards if you build it they will come in just, that kind of a situation It
6: just depends on if they are willing to lean into that which I think they ought to be but
5: well it's not l- listen that's not something that's easy Yeah you have to put the money into it and put the work into it usually those kinds of situations are Spearheaded by philanthropers, people who have money in excess that are trying to get tax breaks and such. Right. In fact, one of my really good friends donated half a million dollars to restore the theater in Tyler. That's the kind of work you have to put into something like that. Not a. I'm trying to get a turn. You. You, you don't you. What What was
2: that? <laughs> was that spirits? you?
5: Okay. <laughs> That that was weird. Um, that's not the kind of place where, or the that's not the kind of thing where you're trying to get a turn on your investment right. early because that's not going to work. Um, but as far as like, is mineral wells a destination? No, it's not right now. But you know what? It wasn't beforehand. There were a couple of places that catered To, and let's be clear: like going and hanging in mineral baths was an upper echelon, right portion of society place thing to do. It wasn't for everyone, and I don't necessarily know that. Again, I'm not. I don't. I'm. It's not like I'm trying to talk you into investing in it. I'm just saying. I don't necessarily know that people don't believe buy into mineral baths anymore. In fact, it seems like the kind of thing where we may be it going could come back. It no, could come I mean, back. yeah, you know, <laughs> compared to uh, a lot of other things, it, it it could be helpful. But I'm fascinated by the fact that within the past calendar year. I have learned that one of my childhood haunts, Hot Springs, Arkansas, which I spent probably ten straight summers in some capacity up there with either one of my quote unquote uncles who could have won a Colonel Sanders lookalike contest, one of whom who did. Um that was a place that I like I just never thought of Hot Springs as anything other than just hot springs. Mm-hmm. Then to learn about Wichita Falls while going to Falk. And then, of course, Mineral Wells. These places were all along the rail. This is what Capone would do to cure his syphilis and come down to Texas. And I think it's fascinating that that last stop was in Galveston and he made a serious effort to try to take over the Maceo territory, and mm-hmm. the Dixie Mafia turned his Yankee ass away. <laughs> Give him the stiff arm. <laughs> I think that's real funny. Like yeah. get your syphilis ass back up to Chicago, <laughs> sucker. I think it romanticizes the country again. The idea of traveling. For a specific destination thing. I'm really into obviously. Right. Uh, when you have like I'm going to hit here, 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 here and here. Let's do this. But to know that that all of those spots had the same um, intention. The going and hitting the mineral water. And the hot springs. Then for all of those spots to be reputedly haunted heavily. Mm-hmm. It's like is it a thing with the place or the thing with the kind of people that it attracted or just the fact that in the day that was the kind of place that would attract big time people and crazy action would happen there. And it's just one of those. I think it's again, I think it's the, the stone, all of that, right. (laughs) All of that mineral water is spewing up out of what? Limestone. Right. Every single one of those places, but it's really cool. And, Obviously, I hope that the baker could pull it off. I have heard that it's not even nearly the worst of the places in that town in terms of in terms of hauntings. Hauntings. I mean, just like
6: my my thoughts on at least that that hotel specifically is. There's a big part of me that wants to see it like rejuvenated, and I'd love to go out there and stay. And if they kind of recapture the 30s 40s feel of that place. That would be a that would be a cool place to stay. I don't know if it, if it can last, but I, that would be a cool place to at least visit. But then there's another part of me, a, a big part of me, like after watching that and after like feeling like a little bit like Mineral Wells is a ghost town that no one they haven't told the ghosts yet. You know, like people are just hanging on to this idea that we're going to recapture this glory of yesteryear. Like you almost wonder if it wouldn't be better. To just to tear the place down, and try and not pin your hopes on on recapturing your glory years. Well, and I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to
5: that. Man, there's a fatalistic viewpoint of just tear the son of a bitch <laughs> down.
6: I don't want to see it, but like it's falling apart already. It's gonna tear its own. It's gonna tear itself down.
5: Well, one day. I look at. And again, I'm not getting paid by these people at all. But the Galvez is a perfect example of a place where when I first started going to Galveston as a child, that was kind of a Mm shithole. And the San Luis was the nice, fancy new place. And places like that go into these cycles of disrepair. Now, that place, it's been abandoned, but... I feel like it's interesting. The place in Wichita Falls, that hotel is in the same situation. It's worse off even. And it was a place where there's tunnels from the theater, which has been rejuvenated and is immaculate. Yeah. The Perot family, because they're from the area, renovated the theater, and now like Willie Nelson was playing there a couple of weeks after I was there. And it's a, it's interesting, all these little towns like that that have these little theaters that would be in the downtown area, the kind of ornate-looking theater, mm-hmm. those were all part of a vaudeville circuit that were running at the same time as places like the Baker.
6: Yeah, I mean, look at the theater and. Granbury is a prime example. Like they've...
5: And a lot of those were owned by the same... Or at least the dudes that put on the vaudeville circuit. It's like they kind of set up the theaters. So it's like we're going to have our venues and we're going to do our tour. We've got our league. Yeah. This is our WrestleMania run. (laughs) Right. The territory. Uh, And... But, like in Wichita Falls, the hotel's in the same situation. It's bad shape. Tried to get in there, and I was with someone who basically their family runs the place, and it was like, mm, might not be a good idea. Yeah. Like he could get hit with a brick in the head, and then that would not be good for anyone except maybe his family and everyone who knows him, but not for us, definitely. Um, but at the same time, I see the way that the theater looks and the fact that it's an inst- it's an institution and a i i think that we we being we americans with a u should put every single bit of effort that we have into saving places like that because yeah i agree all you have to do is go across the pond and when Let's see. You remember in English class when you read that little old book, that that Canterbury Tales? (laughs) When you roll into Canterbury and the church there was built in the year 600, Mm -hmm. that's impressive. Right. And you know what's crazy is places like the Baker, they were built to last at that point. If that hotel was built in 79, I'm not sure that would be the case. Definitely not if it was built in 99. Right. There's a... Besides the fact that it's historical, there's something awe-inspiring about showing the craftsmanship that goes into it, which all it takes is one look in that place, and you're like, holy crap, can you imagine what this would look like at its heyday? Yeah. And the interesting thing is that theater in Wichita Falls is that way. The, the walls of the theater are coated in 24-karat gold paint. And it's immaculate. Mm-hmm. I was stunned. Seriously, it's stunning. When you walk into a building like that, it's, it's stunning. And I, I'm the guy that would go, and picket someone trying to bulldoze a house from 1910 in the M streets, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're going to try to build your McMansion, you're going to have to take me. So that's just the way that I look at things. But again, I, I feel like the things that were built then are better than, <laughs> than the stuff that we're throwing up now. And I think that just buildings like that and stuff, they it gives historical perspective and
6: I mean they're. I mean it's it's uh, it's an obvious thing to say
5: but they're not making more of them like no these places are not no. gonna be I love the Omni here in Dallas it's amazing yeah. but it's there's nothing special about it no it's, it's just the a, Omni it's a
6: fancy it's a fancy hotel it looks it's like a, anything you'd find in Vegas or
5: anything you'd find in any city around the world it's distracting yeah <laughs> no I love bit. I love it a lot but it's not the same it's not we could go on and on about my, my thoughts on just architecture in general are mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in America in a lot of ways. And one of the ways is I don't like, again, I agree with capitalism, but I don't agree with the let's buy this p- plot of land. Let's build houses that look exactly the same. Right. Out of shit material and its own to people at overinflated prices. I just don't dig that. But that here nor there, we do have places like the Baker and just look at the um, the NYLO that's in Dallas. Yeah. Was the old coffin factory in town was renovated and turned into a hotel. Downtown renovations and stuff are kind of the thing. It's kind of in vogue. Mineral Wells may not have a whole lot of commerce in and of itself, and that's unfortunate, but that's kind of a byproduct of being in Texas and being away from a bigger city. I mean, let's. And having a railway stripped away from you, or yeah. like all the little towns that were along Route 66, that when they plowed through there with an interstate, they ripped all of those businesses' hearts out because all of a sudden the road didn't go through those little towns any longer. So people didn't go through those towns any longer. So business didn't, and it all dried up. And, it, and that's shitty. But if we, we, the <laughs> the royal, we- <laughs> royal weed. have the ability to save something that's
6: yeah but i mean let's also like admit the reality a, a year and, a, a year and a half ago that town was a month away from drying up literally like having no water because the lake was about to go dry and there was no way to replenish it um like it's i mean bottom line it sucks out there it sucks like, in some of these places, especially when you get you know droughts like we've been getting, it's hard, it's hard to live out there. It's hard to make something last out there.
5: What's so odd is that a place that's known for its natural springs would have a drought, yeah, I mean
6: literally they were I mean,
5: that Lake was I understand was gone. I just don't know why yeah how that is, yeah. Because the water table has to be such that yeah. those springs and stuff aren't drying up. The water that's in Palo Pinto Lake was put there by man, right? Not, not by spring. Yeah. So I just find it odd that... Hopefully, and you know... Like mineral wells could dry up, but that spring is still going to be there. You would think. I mean, maybe oh, it's no, not no, no. set up to... Oh, it's magic. It's water <laughs> coming out of the yeah. earth. It's... That's the whole reason that town exists. Right.
6: They probably can't support that town anymore.
5: But uh, and now, I mean, and then you want to go into the definition of what is this town? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know enough about it to know what it is about that commerce. But I do know that just like today, I was having a conversation with someone here about Marfa. Right. And Marfa is a nothing. And And even though Martha has this, artistic bent to it. The whole idea that you can go get Prada in Marfa. Mm -hmm. Not really. It's 45 minutes past Marfa. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: I think it's a... Look, if the baker, if Mineral Wells dries up and the baker is standing on that plane that is the coolest ghost town of all time. Yeah. Because that's what would happen. Yeah. Those places do exist. All you have to do is drive like you're going to go route 66. And there are places along that route that used to exist that do not anymore. And used to as in 10 years ago, they were there and it was just a few more, you know, just a gas station. You're, one or two restaurants kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And some of those places make it and some of them don't. And that's unfortunate. I think that the problem with what was going on there was that let's take this place and make money off of it. right? And it's
6: not, if you're, if you're looking to invest your money, I would not necessarily call it a sound investment.
5: What you would do in that situation is let's kick this place up. It will in and of itself, bring people here, those people will come here, come here, commerce will come here, and we'll make money, right, but let's don't assume you know if you're Ross Perot and you're selling the mavericks, you sell the mavericks, that's cool, but I'm keeping all of the land yeah. in yeah. that part of Dallas because there's nothing here now, but there will be, and that's the kind of thing there that I could see surviving and it's worth saving and it sounds like it's incredibly creepy and all of that Mm -hmm. i don't like i don't know what the crazy water is but i can't wait to figure that out either and i mean they sell some around here no 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 i mean the joint the the, the joint the crazy water yeah i mean
6: hopefully that's that's the other that's the other part that's been left unsaid up until now Hopefully soon we'll have something to report, folks. And I'd love to go spend a day, a night out there and see what's going on, because there are legends attached. Um, what you what you referenced earlier, there's a, a literal haunted house out there that is for sale that uh, hopefully we, you know.
5: It's creepy. The, the way that um, that place is laid out reminded me a lot of, Annie Wilder's home in Minnesota. Mm. The one where it's like, well, there's Charles and Rayfield and Ronnie and Donnie and lots and lots of individuals. Hey, Ellie, would you be able to play that other clip? If you don't mind, it's real short. It's like uh, five or six seconds, but I wanted to see if you could pick up on this. While we're talking Mm -hmm. ghosts, all right. You stay here. Okay, so check this out. Yeah. You stay here. And it was like three or four seconds after. Yeah. And again. Um, it was right there at that gate and the whole thing, the darkness, dear, I don't, I don't know if we ever talked about this may have just been mentioned in that episode, but I'll just tell this story and then go because I think this would make people want to listen to what I have, Mm -hmm. but I told you about meeting George, George Jones from the Tyler Paranormal Group and the lady psychic who said she could sense me from the parking lot. (laughs) But the story about them being out there at Metter Mm -hmm. and...
6: They saw things out there, right?
5: Yeah. Okay, so they've been out there a, a lot of times, but while I'm sitting there with them... She was like, Well, you remember that one time that we went out there? And he was like, Oh, yeah. And so it was those two, and maybe like two or three more people. And if you want to see this place, you can go to our YouTube channel. It's OK Talk Show Podcast. I, so. I don't know. I don't care. I think it's
6: youtube.com slash OK Talk Show.
5: <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm just looking at Dallas Perry's YouTube. He doesn't really have one. I'm just kidding, but um So she is sitting on one of the benches in that what would you call that thing? Uh, the like the uh, like where they would have the funeral service. Right, yeah. Like you know, a pavilion. No? Yeah, the pavilion, which if you'll remember me telling you that when I went out there, like one of those benches was kicked over. And I think that this series of situations with them occurred also before there was a big movement to try to locate cemeteries that had like unmarked cemeteries, which mm-hmm. there are apparently a shit ton of. Um, but anyway, so she was sitting in that ben- like up there on one of those benches, and she was getting the feeling like something was trying to hold her hand over and over again, and it wasn't like real insistent, but it was trying to hold her hand, and it kind of reached a point in the evening when. She was like, George, we we should probably go ahead and go. And so they start to walk down the hill. If you look up OK Talk Podcast on YouTube, you can find us, subscribe to us. But the Metter Cemetery, M-E-A-D-O-R, or as it's referred to, the Scythe Cemetery. I have a video of me during the daytime walking up there from the gate. You can kind of see all of this. It's a creepy place. It's not really that isolated. It is isolated, as in that stuff in East Texas is isolated, but it's not that far out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But so they begin their descent back towards the gate, and right as they're getting to the threshold, and again, if you'll remember the cable and the scythe, Mm -hmm. um, right when they get right there, she said she felt real strongly that something was trying to go with them. And she turned around and said, You have to stay here. And you know why you have to stay here. So, George at the time was running the Hollywood Theater, the movie Theater, there in Tyler. I think he said like six or eight weeks earlier. Randomly one night when he ran the place, but he wasn't there all the time, Mm -hmm. texted his manager, how are we tonight? And received a text from her. Well, at that moment, while she's saying, you can't go with us and you know why, George's phone goes off. He picks up his, pulls his telephone out of his pocket and there's a text message from the manager at Hollywood Theater that he had seen six weeks earlier, but for some reason decided to come through like it was a new message right that moment. Mm -hmm. And as she is saying, you can't come with us and you know why. Gets a text message that says, We're dead. As in a f- freaking text message response to the question of how busy are we? Tonight. Right.
6: We're dead. But then it comes through at that exact moment again.
5: Now that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah, that's weird.
5: And <laughs> that. Like, it's almost like a cul-de-sac, the way that that road empties into that area. Mm-hmm. Now I'd only been there twice: once when the first thing happened, once when I rediscovered it, and the other night, I'm telling you, like a, like a crackhead, I've been in for some sort of adrenaline rush. And I realized that this is what is happening Yeah, is that it's been too long. So buddy, it doesn't matter if I'm here by myself or if I'm going to just, just drive out there and dude, it quickly became a bad idea. And it's not even necessarily the fact that I know what is there and what I saw there. There's a vulnerability to it. But the fact that it was a new moon, meaning no moon, dark as dark as I can ever remember a night when I turned off my car. And you can tell. The little video on YouTube of me driving out there, it's creepy because, one, there's a car that's coming behind me. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a neighborhood and stuff over there. Then you follow where that road empties out. But I was like, shit, I better turn my car around just in case something happens. So I at least go and pointed in that direction. Right, yeah. Now, if you'll remember the other time that I was there. I mean, I walked up to the cemetery by myself. The person that was with me did not have any interest in going up there. Mm-hmm. But there is something right – It it's just weird right there. It's like, like I walked up to the gate and just did this. And, dude, getting out of my car took every – thing I had. All of that. And then the stuff that I'm going to put out, this no joke. I am like, what are you doing here? (laughs) This is the dumbest idea you've ever had. The crazy thing is like we were talking a little bit earlier before we started the show and a little bit last week, I mentioned it just the flood of, synchronicities that came sparked from right then Mm -hmm. and the weirdest being which by the way she's accepted my friend request but has not mentioned the message the random message that i sent her but the fact that after i left that place and i was just so like geeked out on adrenaline i made it maybe 15 minutes maybe i don't think i was standing outside more than like eight nine and it was a lot of this like (laughs) <laughs> you can't do anything to me I know Yoda leave me alone I mean it was really desperate and the, the scary thing about this, it, this is the one thing that I wanted to mention to you is that I got this feeling like fear is really powerful you know like unbridled not anxiety, but fear. And I got this feeling that, like, dude, if, if you don't cool it, like, everything that's out here will not, kn- will know you're here. Like, the more terrified you get standing here, you're just like a light brightening on a dark hill. Right. And, um, that thought made me kind of project some sort of defiance. Like, you can't come home with me now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy is if you think about it, like at the Galvez, I was hard nutting on some, <laughs> some gangster ghosts, you know? Right. Being alone but being alone and being vulnerable and being exposed it was serious and it happened like that like it went from me being like dr- drunk on needing to be getting that high to shit <laughs> why did i do this i imagine that there are heroin addicts that go through that same yeah. thing like got a needle in their arm, and then in comes the dope dealer with a gun, yeah, I'm gonna take everything you got Son of a <laughs> it was a feeling of it took everything I had to get out of my car, but then, when I was standing outside of my car after I quietly shut the door, I was like, You can't freak out right now, or else everything and its sister is gonna see you mhm. Which is weird. Like, whilst what I've been there, if you're gonna go there, you want things. Yeah, to, you want
6: things to notice you. You want it things was to
5: com- pipe up. Man, I backed off of that quick. <laughs> it was almost like I had a feeling like I knew that something was right there, but I didn't want anything else. Yeah, noticing what I was up to. Yeah, so much so that like I'm, I go from. Being normal, like here's what I'm doing. To, oh my god, here's what I'm, here's what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. It's crazy, so it's made me really excited about the possibility of us getting out next week. And I hope so. Getting out. I'll tell you this, though. I would never, ever, ever <laughs> recommend doing anything like what I did by yourself, ever. But I will just continue to stress that always record because it's a uh, it's the best backup plan you got if you're not going to take anyone with you. Yeah, in terms of at being least able have to something. Anything. But hey, uh. Thoughts and prayers out to all the people in Emory, outside of Canton. East Texas in general has been slammed. If you're in this area, in fact, I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm taking some old clothes to the Red Cross over there. Uh, There's plenty of places in Van Zandt County where you can drop off clothes. Um, I drove by some houses where people, they have nothing, nothing left except the clothes that they were wearing when it happened. Mm -hmm. And these are country folk. So it's a setback in a lot of these places. The cell phone reception sucks through there for like a wide swath. So just thoughts and prayers. If you have the means, if you know anybody in Texas, You think about the kind of crap that we just get rid of on a daily basis. So there's a lot of people out there that could use some help. Yeah, There's a lot of pets that are displaced, just all kinds of wild shit. Uh, Thankfully, I can't believe it didn't hurt anybody else, and it did. It's just the fact it was in the country in the middle of nowhere. And the E4, I passed through that E4 path. It's on 283. There's one truck out there that looked like a Tonka truck that had been run over a hundred times in the middle of this thicket. And the crazy thing is is like, you know, it's the forest. Yeah. But like where that tornado hit, it's just all of a sudden these hundred foot pine trees are just stripped.
6: Right. It's just the logs.
5: Just weird. Yeah. And then across, you know, across the highway, that Oak will be like twisted two or three times, and then you see the the metal that's 80 feet up in the air wrapped around a piece of, you know, a tree like it's a tie. It's just spooky. And then the fact that the people that were out there cleaning up yesterday, the National Weather Service told them to get inside immediately as another <laughs> storm crashed through there, dumped tail, So... Thoughts and prayers out to there. Thanks to everybody who checked in on that to check safety. Matt, please tell ladies and gentlemen how they can get a hold of us and all that stuff.
6: Uh, Well, our website is OKTalkShow.com. You can find all old episodes there. You can find us on social media, Facebook.com slash OKTalkShow. Give us a like. Come by. Drop by. Leave us a comment. Uh,
5: Twitter.com slash OK
6: Talk Show. Check out what we've got going on there.
5: YouTube OK Talk Podcast. Oh, yes. Go there. Subscribe. Put stuff we're, up. We're doing stuff. Yep. Did I see we had an Instagram now? <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. OK Talk an, Show on Instagram. Ellie, you're taking notes on all this. this is, you're going to be end up running all these things. <laughs> and um, and then, of course, uh,
6: you know, leave us a rating and review. On iTunes or uh, wherever else you're listening,
5: uh, big, big, big help there. Special thanks to that last review. You know that was who good. he is. That was nice. That was very nice. And sweet, sweet, sweet shout outs to the Fork Chop, because that lady would never have known who we were. Well, I won't say never, just eventually. But they'll find us eventually. <laughs> but no, that's, that's how that's she awesome. heard about us was. It, oddly enough, it's. He's telling those guys about the package episode. Ah. But the crazy thing is, is that I'll let you hear it because I've got it on my phone. It's hilarious because he's just like, man, these other two dudes, they have no idea who we are. The other people on this show, they have no idea. At least I didn't take it. that I didn't know who they were. Yeah. I can't imagine that they know who I am. And Sean's just like, man, I like a lot of podcasts. You know, like everybody knows, like Shannon, da-da-da. But man, OK Talk's another one I like. They were talking on this last podcast about somebody sending this crazy box in. He was like, I was cry laughing upstairs <laughs> getting ready for work so much so that my wife came by and she started laughing and we just we were going in a giggle fit about, <laughs> just went on and on. And Shout out to all the weaponized autists
6: that listen to us.
5: Yeah, high five, Fork Chop. <laughs> Arcane Radio, by the way, mm-hmm. Arcane Radio is where you can find some of his stylings. And uh, OKTalkPodcast
6: at gmail.com If you want to hit us up uh, With a traditional email Let us know If you got any more good Bigfoot stories Like we heard tonight
5: um, you know what? Send them I, our way I really think we could do this Way more often yeah. it Seems like people are hitting it up and, yeah. and, and I kind of enjoy the fact That someone could call us yeah. It's fun Thank you guys who just yep. checked in Especially you Joe We'll talk to you soon Ellie Many thanks to Thank Ellie you. Meyer um, If you want to creep out On an awesome young chick Who's really good at music, Ellie Meyer M-E-Y-E-R Music Look her up She's in maze Balls And she's Fast becoming my favorite Fast <laughs> Alright guys Thanks so much.
7: Let it cook it, let it hump back, hump back. Afro man's the bomb, bump that. Got a phone call from Nicky and, and June. Picking some shrooms down at Picayune, baby. Whoa. I got the weed, brother, who got the matches. Who got the funky DJ that scratches? Depend on me like my name was Patches. Yeah. It was a black thing, just a big willies. Now I roll Phillies with all the hillbillies. Uh. Never ever thought I'd see the Ku Klux playin', Buying front row seats for the Afro man. Confederate tobacco in they mouth it's a beautiful thing jumping off in the south afro man i'm a part of it mississippi hip-hop i'm the start of it i'm the latest Latest. i'm the greatest Greatest. and all you haters, haters i mash you like potatoes make your girlfriend holler and scream while she cooking me some cornbread and collard greens please take me back home to Mississippi. Cookie letter. Cookie letter. hump back. Hump back. Afro man's the bomb. Bump back. Please take me back home. To Mississippi. From the Delta to the coast. I'm doing the most. Grab your 40 ounce. Let's toast. Uh. Yeah. Love, Love, peace, peace and afro Greece. I hit Greenville and rap up at one block east. Uh, so absurd. absurd, up in Oxford, Bird. vision all blurred, blurred. speech all slurred. The party's finna start for start real, for when I hit Starkville, uh, here's the deal. Started at the Dark Horse, then I moved to Rick. Posted up against the wall, taking flicks with chicks. Nowadays I get my lumber done, with this pretty young woman in lumber Lumberton. <laughs> Three wheel motion, <laughs> through Moss Point, look uh, at this girl's ass, then a I lost my joint, cause I'm from Hattiesburg and I roll on D's. You can call me a Hattiesburger with cheese. Lux the lux, the honey Rapping every day like I'm supposed to. Bottle after bottle, dog in my liver. Flowing on the mic like the Mississippi River.